and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There's really no figure in our current experience who occupies the same place in our minds that the high priest maintained in the minds of the people of Israel. There's just nobody who really fulfills so important a task. Sure, we have clergy, some even call their clergy priests, but none of them really do today what the high priest of old did for the people of Israel. This one man was singularly ordained by God to stand for all the people of Israel and to stand to all the people of Israel as though he were God himself. The one emissary of God on earth, the one man particularly tasked with upholding the people by his prayers, the one man whom Israel was to look to for guidance and encouragement and for a word from God, the one man who at all times bore the people of Israel in his heart and on his lips in the prayers of the temple, the one man who was crowned with a golden crown which read, Holy unto the Lord, the one man who stood above them all as the hope of Israel. And indeed, in some ways, the one man who set the tone for all of Israel's salvation. For this one man alone was given the right to go before God in the Holy of Holies. This one man permitted to enter there with the blood of sacrifice that he might cleanse the people of Israel of their sins. This one man, upon whose shoulders fell that most holy task of bringing the people of Israel with all of their uncleanness and transgressions before the eyes of the Lord and yet offering up for them a sacrifice that would make them worthy of his blessing. All other sacrifices which Israel knew flew from this one sacrifice. It all began with what the priests offered in the Holy of Holies and then trickled its way down into the various sacrifices offered by each of the people. But apart from this one sacrifice, all of the other sacrifices meant nothing. Apart from this one man's prayer, this one man who prayed before the altar of God, offering up prayers day and night with incense sprinkled over coals tainted with the blood of the sacrifice, this one man's prayers are what made all of Israel's prayers acceptable and pleasing in the sight of God. This one man truly occupied the most important spot in all of Israel perhaps more important even than the king. For an unjust king may ruin the people for a time until the new one comes in his wake. But an unrighteous priest, 
an unrighteous high priest, offering blemished sacrifices and unworthy prayers, jeopardize not merely the temporal lives of the people, but their eternal life as well. But you might get the sense, watching those sacrifices, watching this man go about his work, that there was something not quite up to the task in him. For indeed, the very first high priest whom God called Aaron proved himself not to be the most righteous and holy of men ever to walk this earth. From the very beginning, the priesthood had in its ranks a man who was bending constantly to the will of the people, arguing with the messenger of God, one who himself frequently turned his heart away from the Lord to the desires of his own flesh. And I say these things not to bring undue insult to Aaron, for indeed he was arguably the best of the high priests that Israel ever knew. His sons would never quite match up to him. Subsequent generations would give their hearts fully to idolatry, give themselves fully to supporting the idolatry and false worship of the kings and people of Israel and Judah as they cropped up. Subsequent generations would offer tainted sacrifices, their lips filled with praise for God while their hearts indeed were far from him. Priests who would bring sacrifices offered only in part to the one true God, but offered also to the false idols of this world. But even under the best of circumstances, you still would be forgiven if you wondered that if this thing was really up to the task that it claimed to be for. Could the blood of bulls and goats really make up for the transgression of human people? Was the blood of a lamb really sufficient covering for the sins of murder and adultery and greed and idolatry? Indeed, could the prayers of only one man truly be efficacious over and against the evil of an entire nation? Could it? Was it? Or was there something better yet to come? Indeed, the answer is... The blood of bulls and sacrifice was indeed not good enough for the task. The blood of bulls could not cover over the transgressions of the people. The only blood that would make atonement for their sins was the blood of a sinner himself. The only prayers that could truly justify and correct an entire nation were the prayers of one who knew no sin himself. Indeed, there was no high priest to be found among the children of Adam who could ever live up to the true grandeur of the task to which God had called him. But the power in what they did lay not in the blood of bulls and goats, nor in the prayers of the one man, nor in the holiness of whichever son of Aaron wore that golden crown but rather the power of what they did lay only in the greater sacrifice which it was to proclaim. The blood of bulls and goats cleanses nothing. The blood of Jesus Christ 
the Son of God, he who is truly righteous, but who was reckoned among sinners, this blood alone can secure for us an eternal salvation, one that can overcome all of our sins and transgressions, one that can cleanse us not merely in body, but in heart and mind, and clear our consciences of the record of debt that stands against us. Truly, only his prayers, the prayer of he who is truly righteous, who takes his place that he may offer himself up for sinners, and whose prayers truly by us are security with God, he alone is able to stand in this office. For he alone is truly righteous. He alone knows no stain of sin. He alone is a pure and worthy sacrifice, offered up by pure and worthy hands that he may cleanse totally impure and totally unworthy people. And it is for this reason the scriptures call what he has to bring us the better covenant. It is the covenant made more sure. It is the covenant with greater security than the blood of bulls and goats could ever provide. It is the true and living hope that our sufficiency with God is not won by the power of men, but won by the power displayed in the Son of God who offered himself up to redeem us from our fallen condition. Truly, Christ is the only high priest. He is the only high priest who truly lives up to the task that was set, the only high priest in whom we can have full confidence, the only priest who can truly bring us the peace that we need. And this priestly work, accomplished on the cross as it were, is a work which Christ continues for you this very day. For Christ has not ceased to pray for you in the centuries since Golgotha, but day by day he goes before his Father in heaven, entering into the true holy place, a holy place not made by hands. There he offers before his Father a prayer that secures to you everything which you need, both body and soul, for your salvation and for preparation of the glory to be received when you enter into his heavenly kingdom. Day by day, he stands before his Father to make intercession for you, to show before his Father the wounds that bought you your redemption, to ask God's continual blessing and grace for you, to ask for his Holy Spirit to dwell upon you and to strengthen you in all time of need, to give you strength in times of tribulation, to give you joy in your times of prosperity, to set your heart fully on the things to be revealed when Christ comes again. This work, Christ continues, day by day, night by night, even unto eternity. Christ is our high priest today. He is our high priest tomorrow and unto the end of the ages. And in him, we have the full assurity that what was promised to us by God is secured. Our high priest has received all of the rewards that are due to those who truly love and serve God with their whole hearts. And our high priest has deigned to share these with us as well, to offer us the fruits of his own sacrifice in full, 
to give to us the very body and blood which purchased our redemption, that we may all the more be secure of the internal inheritance that is prepared for us. Until, at the end, we too should join him in true worship of our Father, that we too should come before him as sons and daughters of the Holy God, redeemed and made pure by his blood, and then possess in the fullness what today is given to us by faith. And our high priest bids us this day and all days to rest secure in the grace of his promises and with bold hearts to face the days ahead until at last that true glory is possessed. Amen. In the name of Jesus, our only hope in this life and the next. Amen.